Welcome back to the Success Women's Conference podcast. Success doesn't come wrapped in only one package. We know every woman has their own story and their own journey to take. And we're here to share those stories and join in that journey, helping each woman to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to create her own kind of success. But it started with a spark, with a spark. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm very excited about our next guest. Um, I think you're going to get a lot out of this, so listen up closely. I have the privilege of sitting down with Sean LeRae Brinkley. She is a licensed marriage family therapist, trauma specialist, and trauma transformation coach. She is also the president of the Black Women's Network, an organization celebrating 40 years of supporting Black women entrepreneurs, helping them to live and celebrate their best lives. Welcome, Sean. Hello there. Hey. So tell me a little bit about your practice and what it is that you do. Well, as you said, I am a therapist as well as I am a coach. So in my therapy practice, I work with individuals, some of whom have experienced trauma and so who are seeking recovery and kind of finding their way back to um, I make up words. So their way back to their who they are in this. And so um, it's just my way of, of giving back to the world, you know, to um, kind of balance. Uh, I, I like to consider it that I help people to find their balance. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I do on a regular daily basis. <laughs> that's incredible. I, I think it's really important what it is that you do. There are so many of us who are walking, living, breathing adults, but we're, we have these little people inside of us who have not worked out our stuff. And even when we think we're okay, sometimes things will flare up and we're like, where is that coming from? And it can literally lead all the way back to being eight years old and something happened or something affected us, even if it's subconsciously. So I think the work that you're doing is amazing. Thank you. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's so often that people come in and they uh, they believe, you know, I, this has nothing to do with my childhood. This is all what is happening in my life right now. And even myself, I used to think that, you know, that was psychobabble and all of that. When you talk about things going, you know, being something that was a childhood wound that was not healed. But in, in fact, it is so true. So what got you into this practice and the work that you do now? Well, this was a late career for me. I uh, have done just about everything you can imagine on the planet. And um, I, I really believe that that's what kind of prepared me for this work, yeah. because I can almost relate to anything. <laughs> but um, I started uh, working as a director of an after school program and just started getting involved in the lives of children and their families. And I was so devastated, devastated they were, and how um, much children knew about things they had absolutely no business knowing about, and how little they knew about the things that I was able to focus on as a child, like my reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. But these kids knew so much about grown-up life things yeah. that it was just breaking my heart. Yeah, and I felt like I needed to do more um, because after I left the directorship, I actually was working only four hours a day, uh, created a disguised learning program where kids were learning about social skills and communication skills 
through using music and uh, jewelry making, which is one of my passions. Oh, okay. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was able to use that to help them learn other things, but I still felt like I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. And so um, I stumbled upon <laughs> um, an email in my inbox that said, do you want to go back to school? And I clicked on it. And the next thing I knew, I was enrolled. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, huh? Yes, just like that. So so what was it in you that made you say yes to that? I think a lot of times when we hit a certain age in life or we feel we've kind of, I guess, run out of time or we're not where we thought we would be, we have to stay on one path. Um, what What makes you say yes, even though maybe you feel like you're starting something completely new later in life? Um, you know, I think the women that raised me, mm. because I am very much inspired and driven by my grandmothers and my mother, who went back to college when I went to college. And so when I left going to college, she started going. And then uh, just hearing their voices, I always hear what my grandmothers always said to me. And interestingly enough, both of my grandmothers had the same saying for me. And that was baby girl to she whom much is given. One said much is required. The other said much is expected. Mm. And so I feel like I have been blessed in my life in that I had the parents that I had and the family that I had. And so many of these kids that I was working with didn't have that. And so I was compelled to go back. And because I've always been um, kind of an adventurer, uh, I felt like this was just one more adventure that I could journey on. Got you. So what would you say to women out there who are thinking about going down a new pathway, but maybe they're in that position where they do feel, well, it's late in life. What, <laughs> I, what am I supposed to do? Am I really going to start over again? What would you say to her? Well, I would tell her to look at it differently, change the mindset, mm. because it's not just starting over again. It's uh, creating a new journey, a new path. What excitement can I create for my life? Because as long as I am breathing, I, I should be enjoying my life. Mm. And discovery is amazing and so empowering. Yes. You know, so I would encourage her to just shift the way she thinks about that. Yeah. And, you know, we're all getting to live longer now. And so life is just not what it used to be. Yes, I, I'm brought to the thought. Um, what's her name? The um, the director who does all of these amazing documentaries. <laughs> Am I not remembering her oh, name? Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. She didn't pick up a camera yes. until she was like 32 or something like that. And that's my current age. And I, yes. and I hear her say that. And here I am like, I don't have all my stuff together and I should be knowing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but that's really powerful because I think it it, it does show you that it's not too late to not like you said, not Absolutely. even start over, but to shift into a different space that maybe is now calling you. Yes. And my goodness, think of what the world would be like if Ava had never picked up that camera. Yeah. She had listened to those voices. Absolutely. There's so much work to be done that is not even for ourselves and just edifying for us, but for all of those out there who need our work, who need to yes. see us being us, you know, really exuding yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your experience with um, 
uh, women or women of color when it comes to the the mental health side you were you were telling me um in in pre-conversation that you've you've been seeing that it's really difficult i guess for people to come in and ask for help um tell me a little bit about that well yes that is a trend but it's kind of shifting i'm so grateful to see um, but you know how growing up, we're always told that, you know, you don't tell your business and that, uh, what happens, you know, kind of like Vegas, what happens in this house stays in this house Yeah. and that kind of thinking, and also just the embarrassment and the stigma that we have around mental health or mental illness, because that's how I think people look at it as mental illness And I like to look at it as mental wellness. Mm -hmm. So I invite people to come in and become mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally well. And so when you look at it from that perspective, it's it's easier to kind of take in. And, uh, you know, I spoke to a group of black women about their mental health Mm -hmm. and. A lot of times what comes up is, you know, I've got God and I pray and all of that. And so what I say to that is, you know what, I've got God and I pray too, but God made therapists, y'all, so make an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) Uh, So this is a question I have. So we look at, like you said, we look at mental health or we look at coming into a therapist as maybe the very breaking point, like something has to be this huge monument of something going on for us to finally say, yes, I will see someone. Do you see that that is the time to come in or at at what point should someone feel like they should go ahead and maybe make an appointment? Is it when it's traumatic or just, Hey, I just want to go in and talk with someone. No, the ultimate goal is to get people to realize that you don't have to wait until the dam breaks. Yeah. That, you can be coming in and speaking to someone so you can maybe avoid that when you feel out of sorts. Um, Because a lot of times we um, ignore those feelings. Mm. You know, when you just wake up and you just don't feel like doing anything and you don't, you know, you're a little bit more irritable than usual and uh, your tolerance for things has, has uh, shortened and, those are the times when you might need to talk to someone if something just doesn't feel right in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and we as women have a lot of intuition that we ignore. <laughs> and so a lot of times we'll ignore that to the point where it's like knocking us in the head and then we have to go. Yeah. And so um, I, I had an interesting um, conversation with a, a new client who is a millennial And she said that I always like to be in therapy. She said, I always like to be um, getting help and and checking in and just talking about what's going on in my life so that I can avoid the fallout. And if we all took that and adopted that mindset, then then wellness would be, uh, it would be more about the mental wellness than the mental illness. Yes, we are very, we react so much. That's something that I'm, um, I have a, a, a small child and I always think, why aren't they teaching like these things in school to be building him up for, you know, for, for life? Because, you know, yeah. we get out here and, and it's tough and, and there, we go through things and things change and relationships. And I, I, just, I, I love the approach that you have that it's a proactive take on it. And like you said, the dam doesn't have to be breaking and everything flooding out. In right. order to get that nice tune up, or and we do it in every other aspect in life. That's one thing I've never understood. We do it in every other aspect of life. We go get our teeth checked. We yes. go get, you know, we do all of those things. 
Absolutely. You're so right. So talk to me a little bit about what mental health plays a role when it comes to um, women who are very driven, ambitious, and pursuing careers. And because, you know, this is the Success Women's Conference podcast. And so a lot of our listeners are women who are going after some kind of purpose, passion, career, um, whatever those things are. Tell me a little bit how that plays into the stability of pursuing those things. Absolutely. So for women, it's um, because of the way that people look at women who work and we're not given the same kind of opening that men are given. A woman who works and has children, uh, people look at her sometimes as not attentive to her children or why isn't she taking care of those babies and all of that. And so the idea that women can have it all plays over and over in our minds. And I think we get so caught up in that that we add stress to what is already stressful because the workplace is a stressful environment, period. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, otherwise men wouldn't be jumping out of the windows on Wall Street, right? There just comes with stress. Anytime you're involved with creating something, maintaining something, And by something, I mean businesses and products and all of that. There's a lot that goes into it in addition to having to live your outside of work life. And so I think that sometimes those lines get blurred and um, then our mental health is challenged because we are looking at uh, overwhelm. And just the day to day things that go on in the offices or you know, outside of the offices are just getting ready for work and for what it all entails can be very um, stressful and take a toll on us if we're not putting ourselves first in terms of our self-care. Yeah. And so I think that's where um, that's where women have to kind of take stock of the importance of taking care of themselves so that they can go ahead and, you know, knock it out in the boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I think I, I, I want to say that I think women who are have that that have that drive in them, they, there is this thing that, you know, we, we can we can do it all. And so it's like, don't yes. let them see you sweat. Don't crack. So I think it is a bit tough to come to terms and say, hey, I, I need help. Hey, I need to stop. Hey, I need to come in and talk to someone. Right. You know, I think there's a fear of that vulnerability. Mm. That goes with that because as women, we need to be seen as as tough as a man when it comes to being able to do the work that we do. And so when we step back and say, I need help, then we have this false notion that that means that we're not capable of doing, but it means that we could be even more capable because we could operate from a place of wellness rather than a place of, oh, overwhelm, you know. So absolutely. So you're the president of the Black Women's Network. Um, talk to me what it's talk to me about what it's like to have support and what you see is is well for us as far as having other people around us to hold us up or be there. Yes, absolutely. So the Black Women's Network, first of all, one of the um, the acronym that we use spells out sisters and it's sisters in service to enhance resource sharing. And so I, I love that. And I think it, 
was brilliant, as brilliant as the idea that um, our founding um, organizer, uh, Marva Smith Battle Bay, who um, sadly passed away three years ago. And so it's about carrying on this legacy that she had for women, um, professional women, to be able to come and look at women who look like them, be able to see the mirror and be uplifted and empowered and inspired yeah. and uh, and driven, you know, by women who care. Yeah. And so it's an amazing support system. And we are going on our 40th year this year. We are in our 40th year. And so it's a very exciting time for us because many of the women who are members have been members since the onset or very close to the beginning. And so we are actually looking to transition some of what we've learned and bring in women who are younger, millennials, uh, <laughs> Gen Xers, you know, because uh, I'm 59, so 40 is a young woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so being able to share and um, and learn from, because it's it's amazing how much we can learn from these younger women. Like what I said a few minutes ago was so wise about the woman who said that she always loves to be in therapy. She's 26 years old, you know, <laughs> yeah. but she's figured that out already. And so her future is bright. And so just the um, energy that they bring helps to keep us young. And what we have learned in business and in the workplace, we can share that with them and help them to, you know, avoid some of the pitfalls that we may have been uh, snared in. Yes. Now, one thing you said about, um, because you deal in trauma, um, one thing you were talking about is being afraid to be vulnerable, to come in and maybe share things that are really hard to talk about, or maybe you just don't want to deal with. Um, what's on the other side that you've seen when you work with um, clients when they do break through those things that they're afraid to talk about or get through? Oh, gosh, it's amazing. It's almost like a, a weight is lifted. Like and and people start to even look different. It's it's unbelievable because you know trauma um, lives in our bodies, and so um, there's a book that I read when I was in school, and it's called The Body Keeps Score, mm. and it means that the experiences that we have had don't just drift away. They don't just disappear. And so often people think, well, if I just don't think about it, if I put it away and file it away. Um, I'll be okay, yeah. but it's in your body. It's in your movement. And so when people work through the trauma and with the trauma comes limiting beliefs about who you are and what you can do and what's possible for you since this happened yeah. and that happened. And it's, it's just really opens up like a flower. It, it opens up people's lives. I like to, um, I like to liken it to the lotus flower Yeah. because story of the lotus flower, do you know that? Yeah, but you it, can it share. Me because um, when the women come in, it's like they're underwater and under the water, there's this murky um, mire of mud and rocks and jagged edges that they manage to push and work through and 
after coming through all of that yucky stuff, they blossom into this beautiful flower. And that's the story of the lotus flower. And it's like, it's born in the muck and the mire, but it works its way through and it goes through and it becomes beautiful, much like a butterfly in a cocoon. All of those analogies are so much like the journey through trauma. Yes. Because on the other side, there's light and there's, there's life and beauty and freedom, you know? So I'm, I'm so always so amazed by, you know, this whole thing. So I get excited when I talk. I can feel it just here. Like I'm imagining just that, that, that ease of the weight of the world just coming off of your shoulders. And, and I think that's what we all desire is that freedom and, we're chasing so many things. I, I, I really, again, just appreciate the work that you're doing because um, I, I actually attend therapy myself. I'm, I'm one of those that will go and, and you know, I, I, I am a proponent of that, you know, and not waiting for the car to break down because there's so much going on in our lives and it'll, it will catch us off guard. There are those times you just you're just literally like something's off with me. I don't know what's going on yeah. right now. Um, and it's so easy in the fast pace to just push it aside or woman up or, well, I got to get to the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much. So I think what you're doing is amazing. And I hope everyone that's listening um, will just be willing to consider whatever that is for them of taking care of self um, so they could, you know, blossom so they can be their best versions of themselves and really just go on to do some amazing things. So shifting gears a little bit, we have the Success Women's Conference that we're so excited about, and we've just drawn to us these amazing women as yourself. So talk to me a little bit about what you will be doing with the conference and what you're excited about. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, first of all, I'm excited because last year I was uh, was my introduction to the conference and I was a digital speaker. So um, this year I get to appear live. So I'm super excited about that. Yes. Um, I attended so many amazing workshops uh, last year. So I'm excited to be able to um, present one of those workshops as well as attend some of the others. Uh, it's just an amazing energy mm-hmm. that I look forward to of all these women who are like-minded, who are uh, varied cultures, and who are just coming together with the same purpose, and that is to just grow and learn and share with one another and feed off of one another. The, the great energy that it produces is amazing. Yes. I agree with you. Yes. I'm really excited as well. I think what you were talking about with the support part, I've really found, um, because I'm one of those that will just like try to strong it by myself, keep everything within. And and it's really helped to have, to be surrounded by these other women who take the hat off for a day of whatever their titles are and really just be willing to share. So you know you're not alone in all these things you're going through. There's someone like you out there that is dealing with the same things, and we're all in this together. Yes, absolutely. So it's so inspiring, and I'm um, my presentation is um, called. Um, let's see if I can get it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, who says you're not all that? Find your bag of chips, <laughs> and so you know how. People sometimes will say, oh, she thinks she's all that. And then, well, who says you're not? Because I think it's so, um, people always, you know, say, well, don't toot your own horn and all of that. But I'm like, 
well, you better toot your own horn because if nobody else is around to toot that horn, it may not get tooted that day. (laughs) And how are you going to feel? And so I really enjoy helping women understand the importance of going out there and stepping out in your who you are-ness and um, solidly planting your feet on the ground and saying, I am here and this is what I have to offer. And so, you know, how you like me now? <laughs> so, oh, I love it. I'm really excited to, to help us move past those voices in our heads that tell us it's not okay to do that. And the fears that hold us back and the stories and the, you know, all of that we allow to, to keep us stagnant. Yes. Well, look, do you have an exercise or something you can walk us through as we close this wonderful conversation that we've had out? Oh, my. Uh, Well, I am a huge, huge advocate for mindfulness. Mm. And mindfulness is a practice of being present in the here and now, unapologetically, on purpose and non-judgmentally. So it's looking at your life in the present moment with kindness and curiosity because we spend so much time looking back on what happened and how that impacted us or worrying about what's going to happen in the future and what if I can't and all those things that we miss the beauty of the present moment. And so right now, I just ask us all to, if you feel safe, close your eyes If not, just focus on something in the room and take a deep breath in. And I want you to breathe like your belly is a balloon. So when you breathe in, your belly should expand. So take a deep breath. Now hold it for just a second and let it out. And now imagine yourself in your favorite place. If that's in your favorite chair at home, wrapped up in your warm red blanket, then see yourself there. If it's at the ocean, taking in the waves and smelling the salt water and the sea air, then be there. And I want you to imagine that everything in your life is wrapped up in this moment and it is calm and it is beautiful and it is flowing like the ebbs and tides of the ocean, like the streams and the babbling brooks from your childhood and that all is well with you from your head to your toes and that your heart is brimming with love for yourself and those around you. Take in one more deep breath from your toes and know that you are well and all is well. And I invite you to live loved. And it is so. I love that. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, let us know, guys, how that was for you. You can definitely leave that in the comments on Facebook. Let us know and definitely let us know if you're here on iTunes. Go ahead and rate us and let us know if you enjoyed that exercise. If you have not gotten your tickets yet, 
If we still have any available, successconference.info, run to get your tickets now so you can get these amazing women in person and all of the great material you're going to hear. So before we head out, I do want you to um, let everyone know where it is they can connect with you further. And if you have any projects or anything you want to go ahead and let us know about. Absolutely. So I am about to launch my um, anxiety tip of the week uh, starting this Monday. So go to uh, at Living Loved Healing on Facebook, on Instagram Um, The name of my practice, which is another way to find it on Facebook, is Living Loved Pathways to Holistic Healing. And you can find me there. You can find me on Twitter at at Sean LaRae. And LaRae is L-A capital R-E with an accent. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to be launching this tip of the week. You can, for one month, get a tip on how to manage anxiety and learn about what anxiety looks like because You might have it and not know it, and this will help you to learn how to manage it. And the following month, we will be doing a tip a week on depression. So certainly follow me there. um, You can find my blog posts on uh, the Facebook page as well as my website, which is uh, livinglovedhealing.org. And so I'll be excited to see you on the pages. There'll be videos there as well that will walk you through things to help you with your daily life. All right, guys, now it's your turn. Sean brought us out, so there are no more words. I don't need to say much of anything. That was amazing. But we do want to know if you got anything out of it. Let us know on social media. That was an amazing exercise. Hashtag, what is it again? Hashtag who you areness. Is that what what it is? Who you are? Hashtag who you areness. <laughs> and I love that phrase. Who you areness. Making up words, Miss Sean Lorray Brinkley. 